everybody, and welcome to Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. Subtitle, hey, Randy Cash over there. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? It's going wonderful. How are you today? I am doing pretty good. Doing pretty fabulous. Got all sorts of things going on in this entrepreneur life of mine, so trying to keep it all straight. You know, it's a whole process. Trying to keep it all straight, huh? Trying to keep it all straight. Why yeah. does this microphone smell like chicken soup? Uh, I fart chicken soup. <laughs> know why you would fart into the microphone do you but... not know who you're talking to <laughs> that I'm is a sorry. whole other kind of show what'd you say i said i'm sorry no it's all good no seriously like i'm sitting here going mm-hmm. this microphone smells like chicken soup i don't know beats the alternative it does i'm not complaining it's just sort of an odd microphone odor you're welcome huh Keeping it real, Randy Cash. Hey, Keeping right it on. real. That's why I gargled before I always <laughs> come to my microphone. Seriously, I do. No, I hear you. All right. Because I don't want smelling like chicken soup. Right. Can you believe that tomorrow is the last day of January? How crazy wow, is already? that? We've wow. already made it to the end of the first month of the year. It feels like Yay. it's already flying by. It does. It does. No, really, it does. Mm-hmm. You've already had a birthday. Yeah. You did an awesome comedy show a few weeks ago. Yeah. We got to come see you. Yeah. Thanks that was awesome. That was fun. Thank you very much. Are nice. you doing any other shows anytime soon? Um, Everything has already passed since we recorded. Like I was in Cape. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two nights ago. I gotcha. At Laughing Gas in Cape Girardeau. All right. Well, you'll have to let us know. I will definitely. Inquiring think. minds want to know. Okay. So, last week, we started talking about, well, we've continued to talk about this Relationship Reset Workshop. It actually kicks off on uh, the 1st, so you've got... A couple days to still to still sign up if you want to go through it during this like first kind of launch phase. But essentially, uh, what it is is that the relationship reset workshop is a way to take all of the things that we would cover in about a three month period in like a therapy office in that like one on one sessions. In addition to that, you're getting, you know, resources and access to online video content and the ability to have some assessments done to figure out what your communication styles are, how do you show up in the world with your tendencies, what are the things that are like the driving forces behind your personality type, and how does that then fit into Mm -hmm. your relationship, and by extension, your communication just in general with the world around you. So, one thing that I have been working really hard on creating, it launched on Monday with my uh, my blog this past week, and it's all about active listening and courageous conversation. And I know that we've talked about this a lot like mm-hmm. on the show previously, but I now have a five-page communication guide oh, that wow. I've created, and it's a free resource. I feel like I get lots of questions about... How do I get my, you know, significant other to talk to me? Or how do we resolve problems or disagree about something or, you know, share difficult info without hurting the other one's feelings? Or actually, how do we have a conversation and still be heard in that conversation so that we actually feel like we're being listened to and that we're not just kind of being, you know, placated like, all right, could you shut up already so I can say what I want to say, right? Because I think that happens a lot. Oh, yeah. So. what I'm doing. That's what <laughs> you know. Well, I'm what? sitting over here thinking, you know, "Come on, it's my turn." <laughs> All right. Well, then you need this relationship communication I guide. Do. 
Um, you can find it actually on my website. If you go to the blog from uh from this past Monday, you can download the free guide that way. Um, I'll also put a link in the um if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I want that guide. If you go to the website lindsaywalden.com, click on the podcast, and there will be a link in the podcast description also. So, I, my hope is that you know I just want to spread as much of the I guess tools and good news as I possibly can that it is possible to have healthy communication patterns. It it really is. is possible. It is. You were saying, like, you know, hurting people's feelings. That's the one thing that always kept me from communicating yeah. with somebody is that, you know, the fear, the fear of hurting, of hurting their them. feelings. Like, mm-hmm. right, you know, how do I say you're really annoying me? Okay. Politely. Okay. Let's use this as <laughs> an example, right? But, you know, I, I learned that, you know, mostly it was me. <laughs> well, okay, so there is that piece of it that we have to remember, you know, if someone's annoying you, right? Uh-huh. That reaction is really about you. And mm-hmm. that sucks to have to realize. Exactly. A lot of it people is. don't like it when I tell them that because they want to come in and go, oh, they annoy me and they do this and they do that and blah, blah, blah. You know, they want to give like a list of all of the negatives about their significant other. Or sometimes it's not even a romantic relationship. It's like a family right. relationship of some sort. And I'm not saying that there is no balance or no requirement that both people have to own their stuff, right? Like everybody involved in a communication dynamic or a pattern needs to be self-aware and right. have the ability to see what they're bringing to the situation. But when someone annoys you, for the most part, that reaction is about you. Mm-hmm. They might be an annoying person. I don't know. But the way you're responding or reacting to that situation is 99% about you and your stuff. Yeah, and the best part about it is when you figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> is that the best part? Uh, well, it's the, it's helpful. It is that. helpful, but it's it's hard to do that reframe, you know, because mm-hmm. I think as people, we want to offload our frustration onto the other person. Yeah. Like, we don't want to take personal responsibility for exactly. our feelings, our emotions, our reactions. We want to sort of offload that responsibility and make it somebody mm-hmm. else's, you know, thing that they have to yeah. deal with. And so, although the relationship uh, communication guide is not, I mean, there's no way it can touch on every single thing. So my hope is that you'll you'll read the communication guide and then reach out to me. Let me know what questions do you still have about how to communicate. So mm-hmm. let me give you a great example of this, this is like a little test or a little teaser of what you get in the in the guide. So I do a lot of work with, I know last week I kind of mentioned the idea of imago therapy and kind of the image that we're projecting onto someone. Um, one of the other keys of imago therapy is the ability to use I statements and not do a bunch of you, 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 you. So let me give you the example I use in the guide. Let's say that you walk into your house and it's been a long day and you walk in and the house is just completely destroyed. It's a wreck. It's a mess. There's dishes everywhere. There's, you know, laundry everywhere. It's just, it's like a madhouse, right? You walk in. Our initial reaction to that is what? To kind of freak out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, be like, why didn't you clean this? Why Mm -hmm. didn't you pick that up? Don't you see these dishes in the sink? You know, just there's a lot of blaming and sort of like you, 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 you. But there's not a lot of pausing thinking it through for just a minute and saying, okay, is there a better way to send this message? So sometimes we have to go back to that. Does it need to be said? Does it need to be said now? Does it need to be said by me? So that's the first key, like pausing and asking yourself, does does this frustration moment even need to be expressed? 
I'm not saying there's anything wrong with expressing it, but you also want to make sure it's the right time to express it. Let's say that the house is a mess because the kids are all sick and they're running through the house like crazy people, crazy little people. Mm -hmm. And... You know, there's just been no time to clean anything. If you're not giving any pause to even evaluate the situation for what it is, not what your expectation was, then you're really going to be kind of starting off from a real combative place. Yeah, absolutely. If, however, you say, wow, I... I am just really overwhelmed by the clutter that's going on right now. Or I feel really overwhelmed when I come into the house and it's just everything's destroyed. It it just makes it really difficult for me to feel relaxed or to decompress. Mm -hmm. Notice how nowhere in there did I say anything about you did this or you didn't do this or you should have done this or Mm -hmm. you blah, blah, blah. Right. I didn't say that at all. But yet our natural sort of response to those situations is to be very blamey. Right. So I'm suggesting that there is a way to pause, reframe it, and put it back on the I feel, I want, I need, I hope, I would like. There's all Mm -hmm. sorts of ways to reframe it that don't have to be angry and combative. Yeah, agreed. But it's easier said than done. That's why this guide exists. Because it's like in the guide, I give you like an example of the reframe. And then I give you a chance to kind of make your own list of what are some issues that you want to bring up. How can you say them using I statements? And then when can you schedule a time with your significant other to have that courageous (laughs) conversation rather than just springing it on them the minute you think it? It, it's honestly, I kind of s- 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 little giggled, little snickered and giggled when you said schedule a time. To, yes. you know, so like, I don't know, what do you schedule a time to get my ass chewed up? No, thank you. <laughs> no. But you're right. It's true. You Sometimes you have to do that, man, because mm-hmm. you need everybody needs to be calm and in a good place, yes. you know, to uh, receive the information. Because if you're going to be dishing it out, you got to be willing to take it as well. And yeah. if you're going to complain or, you know, air your grievances, mm-hmm. chances are something's going to be coming back at you. And if Absolutely. you're not in a good place, a good state of mind, mm-hmm. when you get that retort, you might not be uh, so well to receive it, if you know what I'm saying. No, I agree. And I think that's where we have to sort of, again, kind of come to the situation or the conversation not having our feelings all bristled you know if we walk into the courageous conversation moment and the scheduled conversation that we're going to have and everything that is said to us we respond to with defensiveness that's not going to get us very far i'm not asking anybody to always agree with the other person it's not about saying being a yes man or a yes woman and just saying yes to whatever they say but it is about digesting the information that's being given and asking yourself can i see this from their point of view and if i can do that what would my reaction back look like if i infuse it a bit with some empathy and some compassion yeah absolutely but those are not always easy to sort no. of manifest or to sort of develop. It, it takes mm-hmm. a little bit of practice. And so in doing the the I statements and the kind of reflecting reframing, the idea is that so maybe I would say, hey, you know, it is really difficult for me to come into a messy house. The person responding to that is not instructed to then go, well, I had a busy day and you don't know what I've been through and you don't know mm-hmm. all the things that I had to do. And, you know, because that's defensiveness. Right. The person responding needs to say something like, OK, so what I'm hearing is that it's really difficult for you or it's really frustrating for you or you feel really overwhelmed when. 
and then allowing the person who's airing their grievance, so mm-hmm. to speak, to continue talking about the fact that they are feeling overwhelmed or frustrated mm-hmm. or whatever. And then you flip-flop roles and you take turns. You allow the person who was at one point the listener Mm -hmm. to now be the giver of the information. And it has to be a balance back and forth. I don't want this conversation to go on for six hours. I really tell people, schedule 15 minutes, 30 minutes to just have some back and forth. But if you start doing it on a regular basis, on a regular interval... You're going to start to see some of that buildup, that residue right. ugh, that just mm-hmm. gets in the way. You're going to see that stuff start to offload itself kind of naturally because you're not just walking around letting it fester. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that gets solved if we keep all of our struggles and our frustrations and our thoughts internally. We have to communicate. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> we do. We have to communicate. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard, you know, and mm-hmm. but you just got to got to do it the third time i used to be a real hothead you know and, did you oh yeah and <laughs> I'm, I'm very calm now you, you are know, pretty I'm calm yeah pretty zen mastery now so i try mastery. to be That's what i'm going for but if it comes to that point i just walk away and because yeah i found it, like you were just saying if i'm not in that clear mind space mm-hmm. do things you say things you don't mean you don't yeah want to regret later you know right. that's when you really hurt somebody's feelings you know Absolutely. that's a different kind of having your feelings hurt yeah as opposed if you're calmly talking about something maybe it might hurt someone's feelings yeah. but where it's coming from is coming from a different place and i it's think coming it's coming from more love receptive. and compassion right. right as from anger yeah that's yeah. that goes to that goes right to that hurtful place inside yeah. and that's the one that takes all the damage and that's the mm-hmm. for me my dark place <laughs> but yeah if you, yeah. you come, like i saying you come from that other spot the other the mm-hmm. more positive side it definitely uh absorb you will absorb it more i think yeah i think it's also that if if someone approaches you in a communication way where they're very blaming or blamey on you it's it's almost like your your defenses naturally go up and you start to feel like you have to kind of talk yourself out of it or you know offload it so that you're not the quote-unquote bad guy Mm -hmm. what i try to get people to reframe and understand is that neither person is the bad guy like everyone really is showing up trying to do the best they can do with whatever tools and resources they have at their disposal. I don't think anybody wakes up and goes, hmm, how can I make this other person's life miserable? Now, if that is how you wake up, we should probably look at that yeah. because that's that's really speaking to some levels of resentment. And maybe it's even gone past resentment and it's turned into a, a high level of bitterness and almost like you know animosity towards the person. But if we start to dig into what is that shit? What is that stuff beneath the surface that's causing all of this activation? Then we have a really much better likelihood, at least, of of kind of working it out, of moving to a place where we're on the same page and we don't feel so just ready to strangle somebody. Yeah, and you no strangling. Yeah, you get those feelings though. Sometimes, like you were just describing, and sometimes they get kind of mushed in together with other feelings of other kinds of resentments Mm -hmm. from past things, and maybe like at work or something. You're Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, that bitch at work does the same thing. You know. it's a bad place to it is and actually that's a really good point too because we have to make sure that we're reacting to a situation with only that situation in our minds and in our sort Mm. of 
point of view in that moment, because if we dig into or let it kind of mesh and mix with all the other barrels of resentment that might be there, Mm -hmm. then we have to kind of ask, am I really reacting to this person I'm having a conversation with or am I reacting to them plus some other stuff that really doesn't belong to them? And then we have to start looking at, well, is that even really fair? Like, that's what I mean when I say fair rules of fighting. Like, Mm -hmm. it's absolutely fair to say I have some things that are not meeting my needs or meeting my standards or meeting my expectations, but I have to talk about those things. If, however, I am holding a significant other responsible for their actions and the actions of 18 other people, well, that's really not, uh, you know, nobody can live up to that. You're you're just kind of offloading your frustration onto that person. And the person that we are the most intimately connected to tends to be the person that gets the brunt of all of that, right? So that's the reason that I'm also trying to put this kind of communication guide out there and giving people some tips and tricks and tools to be able to share what they're going through or to share Mm -hmm. their experiences without harming someone or harming the relationship. Yeah. I used to tell my, one of my daughters, you know, the people are, that are closest to you, Mm -hmm. they they will say the most awful things to you because you're close in your family. Like there's no way they would go out and say that to people. Exactly. So sometimes yeah, you take a, you take a little more of a hit there with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, back to your other point too, sometimes when you get to that resentment phase, you start keeping score, man. And then you start going Mm -hmm. and looking back about, well, you know, you also did this and this Mm -hmm. and this and this, and it just keeps going. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you just got booklets upon booklets of scorecards scorecards the thing is about keeping score is that nobody wins and the relationship loses because what happens is that i don't know that it's possible for us to ever find like an equivalently balanced scorecard if we really look at it there's going to be times where you know person a takes up more of the slack and then at times person B takes up more of the slack or maybe person A and person B have different sets of struggles. So there's Mm -hmm. no way to really even compare like who's coming out ahead, you know? And and so I try to get couples all the time when, when we're having, if it's coaching or therapy or both, whatever it is that we're doing to look at, like, why, why are we keeping score? You know, what would it be like if instead of feeling like we're against each other, we start to remember that we're on the same team, you right. know, like we, we are in this life together and we've chosen to walk this path side by side. If we're constantly knocking each other down or only focusing on what isn't hitting the mark, then we're going to feel very like kind of less than. I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to feel like the relationship is really struggling. And so if we can start to do what I call creating a new relationship vision, which is part of what we'll do in the Relationship Reset Workshop. It's also something I just work, like maybe do a a couple of sessions with a couple to get them kind of back on that track if they don't want to go through all of the tools and techniques. They just want a little bit. Um, A way to sort of set a new relationship vision where they are coming together and saying, okay, the foundation we have is strong or else we wouldn't be looking to reset things. Right. But... When we think about that house that we're building together, that that emotional or, mm-hmm. you know, relationship house that we're building together, we may have to level the whole thing and start over. We may have to knock out some walls and change all the appliances, you know, and, and do a whole lot of work to really get it to function for us. It's like we have a good foundation. But that's it. You know, we we haven't built anything above that. And sometimes we have to even go back down to the foundational level and say, okay, 
the person we were, each of us were, when right. we started this thing to where we are now, we've shifted a bunch. We mm. have really changed. And so maybe we do need to actually, like, you know, demo the whole thing mm-hmm. and just completely rebuild from the foundation up. And it is possible to do, but it takes work. It takes effort, and it takes both people being willing to do that work and put in that effort. Mm-hmm. There's this comedian in town, Rich Brown. He's funny. I like him a lot. He's got this joke about how um, you're not marrying the person that you're marrying today. You're also marrying that person 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. Yes. And he, the punchline is like, you know, my wife, that's the person, you know, uh-huh. my wife married. I was in shame and I ran and was blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right. And I, this is the person she divorced. You know, yeah. we were different people. And, and I think if a relationship mm-hmm. is able to continue having connected conversation, courageous conversation, working through the issues as they show up and recognizing that we are changing, we're in a constant yes. state of evolution. We are not going to remain the same as we were yesterday even waking up from day to day with new knowledge about who you are the things that you go through that changes the the kind of who you are as a person and we have to be able to grow with the other one and Mm. that's the reason that this idea of oh you know i i met my person and we committed to each other and now we never work on it again like no that is not going to work that is not going to get us the outcome we're looking for so yeah change is going to happen you, mm-hmm. if you're going to be in a relationship or a partnership with someone mm-hmm. now you definitely got to learn to change together yeah you know, at least absolutely be, acknowledge acknowledge that you're changing as people you know which yeah. is normal it happens you know? mm-hmm. i read a quote by a, um or like a story by by um i think it was a relationship therapist that had interviewed a man that i think had been like married or with his significant other for like 60 or 70 years. I mean, it was like a long time. Mm-hmm. They met when they were like really young and they got married and were just together until like they were like 95 or something. And, you know, they asked him, you know, what what's the secret to this longevity? You know, we don't see people that have these long lasting relationships. You know, what's the deal there? And he said, you know, it's because throughout our marriage, my wife basically changed and morphed into about eight or nine different people. And I learned to love the person she was along the way. And that right there, I feel like is the secret, you know, learning, learning to meet people where they are and allowing them the room to grow. And and that's scary because growth Mm -hmm. and change doesn't feel comfortable. We don't like it. So when all of a sudden somebody that we feel secure with or that we feel like we've connected ourselves to when they shift or when they alter or when they change something about themselves, it starts to feel like it's kind of bristling that security or it's bumping up against it. And I think this is where that idea of empathy and compassion becomes so important because we do have to look at it through their lens and say, so how are they seeing the world? You know, what struggles do they have? What is it that they're going through on a day-to-day basis that might be causing them some stress or some anxiety or some frustration or some necessities of change? And as we start to learn and develop that communication, it is one of those things that once we put the tools in place and we learn how to effectively communicate and stay connected, we don't have to work as hard. But it is still work. I mean, we can't ever just abandon it and be right. like, okay, I'm good to go. No more no more work has to be mm. done. Like, that's just not how it works. So. Yeah, if you have good communication, you avoid a lot of problems, you know? Yeah, a absolutely. A great deal of, mm-hmm. I can tell you from my experience in my <laughs> life, if I would have just communicated yeah. more, 
um, effectively and mm-hmm. efficiently, yeah. I would have saved myself and other people a whole lot of trouble. Because nobody can read do. your mind. Yeah. And we make a lot of assumptions that people are, you know, like they do something and it's like we take it personally. They did it against me or they did it to right. me, you know, rather than recognizing like for the most part. People don't ha- just walk around with these bad negative intentions, but yet we are so quick to attribute these bad negative right. intentions, especially to the people that we profess to love and care about. So it's this mm-hmm. really interesting, you know, kind of cognitive dissonance between, you know, what we are, what we want versus what we have and what we're dealing with. And it, it's right. a process of learning how to navigate that. So my hope is that, you know, this uh, relationship communication guide will sort of be a, a starting point or maybe a, a refresher course for some people that have already been working on it, but right. just need uh, a refresher on the tools. But I really do hope that you'll download it. It's a free resource. You just go and click on the little get the guide link and it comes right to your inbox. So I say knock it out. LindsayWalden.com. Also, go get them, dog. how can people find you, Mr. Cash? We have to close up for the day. I got on my soapbox. You're welcome. Hey, I could. Uh, at our cash comedy on the Instagrams. On the Instagrams. All right. And you'll let us know when you've got more shows and stuff coming up. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. People can follow me if you are interested in any of these things or kind of going back and listening to past episodes or reading the blog or looking through any of the workshops I have available. Just go to lindsaywalden.com. That is going to be the like the one-stop source for everything, essentially. Um, you can find me pretty much all over social media. On Facebook, it's at Lindsay Walden Consulting. On Instagram, it's at This Is Lindsay Walden. And then on Pinterest, it's at Therapy Thoughts. I just wanted to say real quick, in right at two weeks no three weeks two weeks two weeks i will be doing the uh galentine's event at the bike stop cafe in saint charles it's a free event also we're going to be talking a lot about sexuality relationships how to have healthy dynamics whatever questions you may have it's a free event all women um all ladies night event come on out on galentine's day and we will have the second annual galentine's event at the bike stop cafe in St. Charles, off of Main Street. Did you know I got a new job at the Bike Stop Cafe? Did you really? No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my first job day working is your event. Oh, my goodness. I'm kidding. You're hilarious. All right. Well, thanks for doing this with me again, Mr. Cash. Until next week, everyone, keep all those thoughts positive, and we will be back next week.